Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and we are joined once again by Chad Prather. I'm so happy to be with you guys we again. We are so happy that you're here. How was your holiday? They were fantastic. I uh, threw my back out, rolling over. Oh. Uh, I didn't fall off a horse or anything else. I just rolled over. Just rolled, like in bed? And, yeah, I was literally in bed. Okay. And I, this. I won't even say why I rolled over, but I rolled over <laughs> in a hurry. And it was just yeah. boom, and I knew it, and I was like, I'm out. <laughs> that is bad. That makes me feel better. Remember, I threw my back out picking up a pencil. Yeah. No. I did. I leaned over the day this this network was supposed to launch. Twenty minutes beforehand. Remember, they had to take me out. Didn't oh, they take no. me out in an ambulance? I think. Wow. No. Yeah. I leaned over on the set and I went to pick up a pic uh, pencil and I could not <laughs> move. And they had to delay the the opening of this network. This this wow. for me was worse than 2015 when I threw it threw it out putting a T-shirt in the drawer. Yeah, yeah. You need yeah. to come up with more bad. heroic stories. I don't have a back problem. I tend to have a front problem. I got to deal with this because there's no strength anywhere. No, I agree with Sarah. Stu. It needs yeah. to be more of like I fought ISIS. I know. Yeah, I got a wildcat in the mountains. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, I think we are all in agreement here at the table that the top story of the day is just kind of going over the speech by President Trump and then the counter speech by Pelosi and Schumer and just kind of the way that that has been treated in the press. Uh, but before we get into that, I want to thank our sponsor, American Financing. American Financing is a company that wanted to do business with me in 2007. And uh, you remember those mm -hmm. days. And I didn't believe in any finance companies. And I turned them down and I said, no, no, I don't, I don't want to talk about mortgages with anybody. <laughs> and they said... No, 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 we're, we're, we're not like everybody else. We agree with you that it's going to collapse. Nobody agreed with me at the time. And uh, I said, well, well, we'll see after the collapse how you're doing. They called me up about a month or two after the collapse, and they said, by the way, we're fine. And I took them on as a client then because they were not doing what the banks are doing. I saw something today from uh, The Hustle, and it was an ad for millennials on this great new service from JP Morgan, where you could put your 401k into your, and, and, and use that as your down payment for your house. And it's crazy, crazy what's happening. They don't do this. Uh, they work for you. They don't give you any little tricks. They're not, they're not going to get you into a mortgage that's going to get you into trouble. Salary-based. Salary-based. They don't work for the banks, um, and that makes all the difference. And if you're looking to refi or buy a new home, buy your next home, these are the people I would trust. It's AmericanFinancing.net, and you can call them at 800-906-2440 for those of you who still like to pick up the phone and dial different phone numbers. Most people don't. So if you don't, <laughs> AmericanFinancing.net. All right. So the uh, the speech by President Trump, I think, you know, we had this conversation yesterday mm -hmm. and we were talking about the optics of it and who was going to come out looking like the loser, who was going to come out looking like the winner. Stu, you said yesterday you thought that that Trump was going to look like the loser in this in the optics war. Do you still feel the, that way today? Well, I kind of feel like I'm, I, I meant that as a, as a general sort of like this whole debate. Uh, that's going on right now. I mean, we actually, right before we came, uh, a little while before we came on the air, there was a, supposed to be a meeting between Trump and Chuck and Nancy, mm -hmm. and Trump uh, walked out of it, apparently, and said it was a complete waste of waste time. Waste of time, yeah. So, I mean, it, this is a dance right now. Um, you know, I don't know that anything gets done out of it. I think, 
long term, the Democrats have a, a real incentive to just not do anything because the worse this gets, the more they're going to be able to blame it on Trump. Mm. Um, and also, uh, I would also add, it's easy to blame it on Trump because Trump said it was his fault <laughs> on camera. Uh, so Literally, I, yeah, verbatim, that's said, what he said. It's mine, I'll take all the blame for but it. For the most part, the employees that he's talking about, that, that Schumer and Nancy Pelosi are talking about, are Democrats, mm-hmm. um, the ones who generally are in the federal workers' union that are working for the government, generally speaking, not universally, obviously, are Democrats. So he's not really hurting himself. The Democrats are the ones who are going to be hurt the hardest, and they're the ones who are going to be screaming at Chuck and Nancy, ah, uh, do something. It's true. I mean, even if, though, this came through, right, and let's say they traded DACA for $5.7 billion and, and that deal came through, that's still a much worse deal than just a year ago, yeah. right? I mean, this, this, there was an offer on the table for $30 billion for DACA just one year ago. So this has already gone in the wrong direction um, if this is something you care about, which it is. I mean, it's, it's a, it is a serious problem, and I think that was the, the thing that came through in the speech more than anything else, is that this is not a joke. It's not a stupid thing where, oh, Donald Trump and he's mean and he doesn't like Hispanics. There is a real problem here. It's something we should take seriously. uh, And it's something that we really do need to solve. And just because you don't like the R or the D next to the person's name should not mean that we can't get this thing fixed. It it shouldn't be this difficult. And if it is meaning about, you know, that we we have to rush to a deal because people aren't getting paid, that's that's absolutely ridiculous. You could go to a bank and say, look, I work for the federal government. This is my paycheck. We're going to hear my pay stubs. I'm going to get paid. I need that amount until it's over. Um, and they, multiple credit unions are actually. Yeah, doing yeah that they'll, right they'll do that. So it's so this 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 hype about, well, they're not getting paid. You can get paid because you, you don't have to. It, the loan process is really easy. You know that story in the news? I'm one of them. I need help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but let's go back because, you know, and both of you bring this point up, and it's something to remember. The left needs victims. They need victims because whether it's, it's, it's the victim of the person who's trapped on the other side of the wall and can't get an amnesty status, or it's the person who's out of work and now you've got to get the money back, they need victims. And so there's going to be that feigned outrage and this shock and, oh, my gosh, people are losing. And it is a serious situation, but it's almost becoming a satirical serious situation. People are too easy making jokes of it rather than looking at it seriously. Uh, you know, Sh- uh, Schumer comes out and says, no more memes. Well, what do they do? They get on TV last night in a rebuttal and they look the epitome of a meme. I mean, they look like the parents on that 70s show when they're making this rebuttal. Look at these guys. They look like characters on uh, Men in Black. These are aliens we're looking at here. And I don't mean the illegal kind. I mean from outer space. Look at them. They, they, I mean, he looks like a character on The Simpsons. I can draw The yeah. Simpsons. I could draw him right can we, now. And can we look at this? Can we look at the other picture that we have? That one of our wonderful uh, graphic artists did of them. That's beautiful. That's perfect. That's them. But see, but see what we're doing. You see right there. We we are. We have to make fun of a very serious situation. Hence the age of the internet, social media, these mm-hmm. things. And but so, what think, do we believe? You know, I don't think that's a serious situation. I don't think anybody <laughs> watched Pelosi. And Schumer and and well, many didn't watch even Trump. Well, let me say now they got a radius of twenty five, and then according to Hollywood Insider, twenty nine for Pelosi and Schumer. Really? So according to that, that's a lot of households that are watching those news networks I'd that like were carrying that. To make fun of them. Yeah, <laughs> I would. I think, will say that is that was a bipartisan consensus. Well, that here's the thing. Ridiculous. So I think Actually. I think you have conservatives, the diehards on the right, who are watching Trump. 
punch him out, Donald. Mm-hmm. And then you have, and so they had a huge bump because everybody wanted to watch the rebuttal. And now, you know, you see the picture of them, and they've got however many, a half a dozen American flags behind them, trying to pretend patriotic while they're saying, no, we don't want to protect Americans. In fact, as as uh, Warren said, we're going to take the payroll that I'm not making right now. I'm going to donate it to refugees. You know, I don't I don't think that this really is fooling anybody about their patriotism no, right now. I, you know, I have to tell you, that hallway, didn't it look like an old, creepy Soviet hallway <laughs> where <laughs> the bathroom was down and to the left? I mean, ah, it, it wasn't a ah. stately thing at all. It was weird. Can I also just say, when we started the show, we had a lot of viewers talking about how we needed a bigger table and this table was too small. I don't want to hear anyone ever say that again. Look at the podium <laughs> yeah. that they're, they're sharing this mini podium. And there's two of them. Yes. It was so bizarre. Someone started a GoFundMe to get them a second podium. <laughs> it's really, they, why do they, they're why two do they people. Why do they share one podium in strange. one in, tiny hallway? And in the Capitol building, yeah. with all of its majesty, why you're in the janitor's hallway <laughs> is beyond me. It's just so I, weird. I, I wonder, like, you know, I look at those scenes and those setups, and I'm like, what is the psychology behind this? And I don't know if they're trying to show solidarity and unity and make... No one person. They, they, I think. <laughs> I mean, with down, themselves. I, yeah, you know, I think yeah. they were trying to thumb wrestle on who was going to give the speech. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think those two were there because of ego. Yeah. You're not doing it. I'm yeah. doing it. You're not doing it. I'm doing it. As a teenager, I came home after curfew many times with beer on my breath to those two faces right there, standing in a darkened <laughs> foyer, waiting on me to get home. That's the they faces I saw. I, but they weren't smiling. <laughs> Glenn, what was your take on uh, mm-hmm. on Trump's speech? My take on Trump's speech, and I, I want to let me let me, uh, let me just say, I think the big story of the day is about these speeches, but I think it's about the discrediting of the media and of the institution of government entirely. Um, if you if you listen to Donald Trump, he said all of the right words. I mean, I was really that was the most presidential I've seen him. He did a great job for Donald Trump. And it's like, you know, it's other people are, are like this, too. Some people just cannot read to a teleprompter. So it's just, it's not a problem. It's not his fault. A lot of people, most people can't read a teleprompter. For the life of me, get him off the teleprompter. Yeah. Um, but he needed he to, needed he it. needed it to be presidential in that setting. He couldn't deliver it. But what his words were, were exactly right. Exactly right. He just can't sell it. That's just a personal, you know, thing that many presidents have. Um, when Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer come, their words, they're talking about lies, and they are are weaving some of the biggest lies out there. The words of Donald Trump, if you read them, he wins. If you read what he said, this is a humanitarian crisis. It's a humanitarian crisis on both sides. This is an economic crisis. This is a a law enforcement crisis. This is a crisis on all levels. He said the heart and the soul that this is a crisis. And he's right for them to come on and say this is too expensive and ineffective and while all of the media was debunking, you know, the heroin, uh, you know, the opioids don't come over the border. No, that's not what he said. He said suicide rates and overdoses and heroin, which most of that comes across the border. He wasn't talking about opioids. 
They were working overtime to discredit him, and they let Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, who voted for a wall in 06, and then offered offered the president $30 billion to build the wall if he would give him DACA. Well, wait a minute. So was it a ripoff and absolutely ineffective? And immoral. And immoral at $30 billion? But now he's uh, now you're only thinking about giving. He's only asking for five, and now it's a problem. No, that doesn't make sense. The real story here, I think, is the press, because they are solely a machine of the Democratic Party. Yeah, I, and, and don't forget, don't forget. By the way, if you're going to use uh, Andrew, Andrew, Sandy Ocasio Cortez, she's Sandy from <laughs> yeah. high school. Yeah. yeah. If you remember her logic with Anderson Cooper, you don't have to be factually correct. Right. You have to be morally correct. Right. Yeah. That's all. Well, but they're not morally. They're not at all. Spe- well, speaking of that, she gave a great example of how she still believes that um, when she was on with Rachel Maddow, I believe last night to give her own response to President Trump, and here's a little bit of what she had to say. No one should feel unsafe in the United States of America. And that includes our our amazing and beautiful and productive immigrant community. And moreover, the one thing that the president has not talked about is the fact that he has systematically engaged in the violation of international human rights borders on uh, human rights on our border. He has separated children from their families. He talked about what happened the day after Christmas on the day (laughs) Of Christmas, a child died in ICE custody. The president should not be asking for more money to an agency that has systematically violated human rights. The president should be really defending why we are funding such an agency at all. Because right now, what we are seeing is death. Right now, what we are seeing is the violation of human rights. These children and these families are being held in what are are called yeleras, which are basically freezing boxes that no person should be maintained in. Yeah, I was in a freezing box once when I was. What the hell is she talking about? First of all, let me just say, and if you're if you're only listening to this as a podcast, you have to go look. She's turning into one of those sad clown paintings with the big yeah. eyes, yep. you know. Yes, I, I don't know what's happening to her, no, but he, her eyes are getting bigger yeah. and her thinking is getting smaller. She's acting like what she thinks a congressperson does. Like she looks. I mean, that honestly just looked like very impassioned. Uh, it, it looked, right? yeah, very impassioned, like overacting. Yes, um, it, it looks very much like it is Sandy back in high school at a, on a debate stage, like it's yeah. debate club, and she it's her job to argue this point today, and so she's written all this stuff down and she's performing. It, but it's not real. She's really not good at this. Well, when she when she's saying that you know that somebody died in custody with ICE, well, that's horrible. It's also not factual. Unless you know the story, then the ICE. Ice was the only chance that child had. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, When she says that you know they violated basic human rights, where were you on Barack Obama? It's better today than it was under Barack Obama. There's there's just no moral high ground here, and it's sickening. I want her to come to Texas, and let's go down and watch as drug mules cross Grandma's front yard, bringing in shipments of drugs and the danger let's go visit with the ice agents we can dance all across the border and and just you know hey how about, if you wanna... how about the sex trafficking that's exactly going on? i mean the the violence against women if you go and you're a woman or a god forbid just a girl and you are attached to a mule 
was it two out of three are raped on the way? It's one out of three. Yeah, one I mean, out Trump of three. mentioned that in the speech. Hey, yeah. I mean, this is horrendous. Yeah. It's horrendous. That's much worse than it is if you're just a woman in America going to college, right. which they're freaking out about the rape culture. This is the rape culture. Yes. And you're encouraging it. And wouldn't, just really quickly before we go to break, wouldn't it make all of these things, if we're taking her at face value that she's telling the truth, wouldn't a wall make all of these things better? Yes. Like, how would people be dying trying to get across the border? How would all of these things be happening if we had a wall? Yeah. Seems like that would make it a little bit better. The wall better, says no. The wall it says, says no. no. Don't come. Yeah, they won't. Mm-hmm. They won't try. They can't try to cross. Hey, the the number one murder rate in the in Central America, Honduras. Where where are they come? The Honduras. The caravans are coming through. You know how they're dying? They're killing each other with machetes because everybody down there is carrying one. Do you want that in California? Do you want it in Texas, Arizona, New Mexico? Of course you don't. And she's a bouncing ball for the left. I want her to fade away into obscurity. I almost wish that we could not pay her any attention. Because, because what the left has learned has learned is that if they use Trump's tactic of saying, hey, look at this, look at this, look at this, and I'm over here doing stuff, that's what they're doing with her. Oh, I think she's great because she just makes them she's look like idiots. She's too much fun. She's yeah, a, I, yeah. I, I so much fun. If we had Tina Fey on our side... <laughs> mm. It would be, she would be, she is, she's an easy Sarah Palin. (laughs) That's a great point. Back in a minute. Exactly. I would love to see that. (laughs) We have got to dress you up with Sandy (laughs) Cortez. Uh, we need a campfire here, but uh, brutal in here today. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. But other than that, I uh, want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor, before we get into the rest of our show. So I know, Glenn, mm. j- you just passed an anniversary or year-long anniversary of being on Relief Factor. Yeah. We all appreciate it mm-hmm. because you're not such a jerk. Mm-hmm. Because you're not in pain. <laughs> well, that really hurts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that hurts. That hurts a lot. But it, but yeah. in a different way. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, you guys are still a pain in my, uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, relief factor. I started taking it last Christmas time, really at the behest of my wife, because she was like, try it. Uh, and so I did, um, and I didn't want to try it cause I don't believe in natural herbal, you know, it, that's You're crap. Such a man. You know, it's just crap. Such a man. Um, Dow Chemical. If they make it, it's going to work. <laughs> it'll kill me in the end, but it'll work. <laughs> um, so I started taking Relief Factor, and they say, try it for three weeks. If it doesn't do anything, then stop taking it. Well, it did, uh, and it changed me. It changed my life. I have, I have good days and bad days, but my good days and my bad days are nowhere uh, nowhere close to my best day before Relief Factor. Uh, so try it. Try it for three weeks. If it doesn't work, you're out 20 bucks. If it does work, you get your life back. And I think it's like 70% of the people who try it buy it again. So those are pretty good odds that it could work for you. Don't let us talk you into it. Just try it for three yeah. weeks. 1995. So relieffactor.com. All right, Chad, uh, you wanted to share a story about fake news. I think it's interesting. I mean, you have statistics, damn statistics, and then yeah, you got, as you get the point, yeah. you, got, you, you got, you know, lies, damn lies, and statistics. And so, so, so I, but I like the, the statistics because today everything is statistics. And, of course, if you can't find any evidence on why Trump won using Russian collusion, well, let's go to Facebook. And apparently elderly conservatives share more Facebook fakery in 2016, according to an AP Report 
from a Princeton poll. So what they're saying is basically, you know, the folks over 65 years of age, if they're if they're heavily bipartisan, ultra conservative, or I, I, say, I say heavily partisan and ultra conservative, they're the ones who are reading these headlines and saying, yep, makes sense to me. We're just okay, going to so share. I, I, did they show the other side, the ultra liberal <laughs> partisan? We don't talk about things, things like that. <laughs> right. Glenn, that's not part I, of it. To me, this makes sense. If you're 65 or older, you grew up in an era where Walter Cronkite was... Yeah was credible and yeah. you know that things aren't credible but you've got trusted sources and there are people that you th- you know you thought that this was from them there was a lot of fake stuff out there yeah. that you you thought was from abc or you thought was from fox news and it wasn't yeah. right and um, if you look at that graph it, it, according to the report it says that that folks over 65 were seven times more likely to share a fake news story than 18 to 29 year olds. Well, first of all, 18 to 29 year olds generally are not on Facebook these days. That is not a demographic that is using the Facebook as a social media platform. They're on other things. Did you say the Facebook? The Facebook. The age. book of face. The Facebook. So it, but that's the thing. You know, it, it, the bigger issue that I have is one, we all know that the folks, the powers that be, Big Brother's watching, determining what is fake news. They're determining what is a fake news source, what is a blog site that is giving false information, and therefore they deem it unworthy, and therefore you can't do it. I, I, you can go out there and cherry pick all kind of sources and things from both sides of the political spectrum and then determine, okay, I don't like that, so let's move it over there. It's fake. But I know that, uh, to your point, Glenn, I think that you have that generation who's saying, I need somebody to speak for me. This makes sense. This is how I'm going to throw my punch, and it's my only voice. I'm going to share this because, by God, I believe in Donald Trump, and I believe in conservative values in America, and we're going to fight to make America great again, and we're going to share this stuff. They did, they're not reading the article. Right. They're reading the headline. Yeah. Well, that's all American. Yeah. All Americans spend about seven seconds reading an article. You can't read anything in seven seconds. It's unbelievable. Yeah. But they'll share it like they know exactly what it says. Yeah, because the headline, and usually the headlines are wrong, mm-hmm. but the, the headline speaks to what they believe already, and so they just share it. Yeah. I, I wonder, too, um, in that particular study, if, and I don't want this to sound ageist, so please forgive me. Oh, um, so no, but so maybe because this generation didn't grow up um, with all, you know, websites in particular, mm-hmm. that they don't think to look at maybe the website, the source that it's coming from. Yeah, I think it's, I honestly think you know, there's something to that, to yeah. where, you know, it, it, things look legitimate. Right. You know, there used to be, you know, when things would, people would pass, you know, mimeograph stuff and you'd be like, okay, I'm not reading that. Yeah. And it might have been true, but it didn't look right. right. Yeah. Now things can look right. Uh, and that generation, I mean, I'm close to that generation. That generation expected it to look a certain way, be delivered a certain way, and you could trust it because it, it looked that way. Now you could be 12 yeah. And make something look amazing. Yeah. Here, read this article in the paper. Of course, it's, of course it's the truth. Right. Yeah. It's reporting. It's, there's no object. I mean, it's 100% objective. If you, if you watch the movie So I Married an Axe Murderer, which is one of my favorites, it's it, is, a good one. it was in the paper. Remember? <laughs> the Garth Brooks juice diet. It was in the paper. <laughs> Right. The only one in America who's making these references is you. you yeah, I know. Zoe Mary Axworder lives on because of Glenn Beck. Yes, I love that. This is why people watch the yes, show. Sure. I, love, I love that movie. I think Jonah Goldberg loves that Back movie, too. Movie. You really? and Jonah Goldberg are the only two people I've ever seen make references to Zoe Mary
Chad, are you are you still on tour? Last time you were here, I never stop. Never stop traveling. Energizer. I'm sure your wife loves it. I know she gets a break, and let me tell you, we're like two ships passing in the night, but woe is the collision. It's amazing. It throws <laughs> my go. back out. <laughs> All right. All hey, right. You know, relief factor, people. Yes, watchchad.com. <laughs> we're heading into the great state of California tomorrow. Hi. I know you. They love me there. Hollywood eats me up. I go to West Hollywood wearing this. It's like a revival of the village people. I don't have to pay for my own drinks. It's beautiful. No, seriously, we're going to be in Visalia, California, Bakersfield, California. We're going to be in Redding, California, and then we're coming home. Then we'll head to Grand Junction, Colorado. A lot of of the first half of the year is already planned out. We're already on the road. You you go to California, they're so starving for anybody who thinks like you. They are. Oh, they are. It's great. Those shows sell out so fast, and people are like, yes! Tell everyone where they can watch Chad.com or ChadPrather.com. Yeah, watch Chad.com, ChadPrather.com. Also, check out Blaze TV if you have not yet already. You can use promo code NEWS to get $10 off of your year long subscription. I honestly don't know what you're waiting for because we've got all the big names. I don't know. Sorry, you're not in the club. I don't, you yeah, know, you I, be, I don't know. Be, look, you guys charge such a high admission that I'm like counting money. <laughs> Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. Stu, what's going on with uh, breaking bad star Brian Cranston? Uh, Well, he's an actor and he (laughs) is doing, yeah, something interesting, which was called acting. Uh, and he's he, very good at that. Yes, he's, he's actually one of my favorite actors. He's I love awesome. Him. Um, and so anyway, he is. Please in don't a, tell me anything bad about him. No, he's. I, I think you'll like him after this one, right. which is why he's dangerous. I keep saying he's my dark horse celebrity candidate for the for the Democrats because he is so convincing in everything he does, and he's really likable and really funny in interviews. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to those Democrats. I didn't say that. <laughs> um, but uh, so he's in a new movie with Kevin Hart, in which he plays a, a billionaire who's in a looks a, great. Yeah, it looks interesting. Yeah, it does. I think it looks good. He's a billionaire who is uh, paralyzed and in a wheelchair, and he is having now uh, major problems with this role because he is able-bodied, and he is acting as if he is uh, handicapable, and that is a big problem. Uh, He's getting all sorts of heat from people who are saying he should have allowed that to go to an actor who is uh, is, uh, not... Uh, able to walk around afterwards. I'm pretty sure he didn't cast himself. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. There's someone who cast um, him. Yeah, right. And so the interesting thing about this is um, acting is actually uh, a job in which you portray someone you are not. So, like, every single wait, wait, acting wait, wait, role wait. should be done, I guess, by the person it really was. So, D-Day right. was not starring the real Winston Churchill? No. Shut up. Exactly, and Tom wasn't, Hanks wasn't even in World War II. Wasn't even, like, a descendant right. of Churchill. I know. It's and a, I, let me tell you something. I, I don't understand. Lieutenant Dan had legs? Yes. Lieutenant Dan <laughs> walks around. I've seen him. Band. <laughs> he He's... Very handicapable. (laughs) It's just such a bizarre thing. They should have gotten somebody who had legs and then wanted them taken off during the movie. Yeah, I'm sure we could reattach it. It's the 21st century. (laughs) Tom Cruise is a farce, born on the 4th of July. One of the biggest, the craziest parts about this, too, because it's just just this ridiculous thing that's happening all the time. People are dropping out of movies all the time. There's one guy who dropped out because he had played a, a, a gay character in a previous role. He was offered another character, a gay character, in a new movie, he's like, I can't. I can't take another gay character from a gay actor. 
And it's like, well, can gay actors play straight characters? I think they can. I would have no problem with that. They're good actors. They should. Um, This one, though, is really crazy. It's never happened. (laughs) No, no, no. This one's particularly bizarre because the best known role of Brian Cranston is Breaking Bad. And Breaking Bad, his son was played by an actor who had cerebral, cerebral palsy, and the actor truly did have cerebral palsy. Like, they cast a, a person with cerebral palsy in a massive role yes, in one of the most did popular... Brian can- did he have cancer? Right, he didn't actually no, have cancer, no, I guess. No, he should have played that. Did he actually make crack? Did he make yeah. meth? No, they should have gotten a real meth ma- maker. To- even a real meth dealer. It's wow. unbelievable. Wow. I'm, a sh- I'm shocked and appalled. <laughs> Thank you. Good. I'm glad. I love this. I just love this, especially that it's involving uh, Kevin Hart, who is not going to do the Oscars. Mm-hmm. There is, they're just eating each other. Mm-hmm. Just, you don't have to say anything about Hollywood. There's not going to be anyone left. <laughs> so Brian Cranston, he defended... He defended, yeah, he stepped role. up and said, uh, well, look, you know, I'm an actor, and this is what acting is, and, uh, you know, I, I think there's a real conversation to be had when, when it's possible for, you know, we shouldn't count out. Uh, disabled actors or whatever they are you know like everybody should have the same chances at roles but this this one was one i was i felt i felt you know, really there passionately are many about reasons huh. why you cast someone for a role yes one is their ability to draw a crowd yes i mean it's it, not about just the quality of acting no. this is not a it's not a play no. this is an audience why like is, you're looking for a celebrity why did they spend how much money did uh, vin diesel yeah. get for i am groot yep that's all he said. I am Groot. Yeah, they paid him $10 million so, he, so he'd put it on Facebook. Right. right? Yeah. That's it. That's it. I am Groot. Wait. Well, that, he's not even a tree. I didn't even know that that That's was Vin Diesel. It's no Vin idea. Diesel. They should have cast a real tree. Yes. But they, but they did. They paid him $10 million. All he did is, I am Groot. I am Groot. That's it. $10 million? No. They know he had a huge social media following and they wanted him to promote yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of Kevin Hart, so he is still not hosting the Oscars, and he kind of doubled down on what he had to say. Uh, I believe it was on Good Morning America, but take a look. I say I'm done with it. It gets no more energy for me. That's why I said for the last time I'm addressing this. It's, it's, there's no more conversation about it. I'm, I'm literally, I'm over that. I'm over the moment. And I'm about today. So if it's accepted, great. If it's not, it's nothing I can control. With all this being said and all this controversy and all the way you've, you've, ways you've addressed it, yeah. is there hope that you would host the Oscars this year? No. I, I, so that's I'm not, an absolute no. Yes, I'm not hosting the Oscars this year. I, I don't want people to think that there's a thing between me and the Academy because there isn't. Um, the Academy, they're amazing people. The offer was made. It was received. I was excited. Things happened. It didn't work out the way that it should have. He's so, done. Good He's rational response. Isn't that the same show that danced out a nine-year-old in drag a couple of weeks ago? And that's case, We're not outraged about that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not a problem. Look, Kevin Hart's a comedian. It's in the job description. We mock people. We mock situations and circumstances. Comedy is dying as a, as a thing these days because of the outrage. I was on stage in Denver, of all places, two night, uh, just last weekend. And I said, I don't care if you're gay or straight. I'm going to make fun of all of you. That is my job. <laughs> and guess what? I don't care if Ellen calls, the Academy calls, or anybody else. I'm not apologizing because it's my job to make fun of the situation. Everybody. 
I can't believe they let you on the stage after that. Mm. I know. But I will tell you, big announcement, I'm hosting the Oscars. Oh! <laughs> congratulations. Thank you. God bless. God bless. No, but actually, they don't have it. There's no one that's hosting the Oscars this year. Hang on. I just want to show I just want to show the audience something. Here, take a shot of... Put that on. Put that on. Superman. Clark Kent. I can get through the airports like this. <laughs> it's amazing. Never I know. worked. I never believed, you know. know, that Lois Lane couldn't. I didn't know you were Glenn Beck. Right, right there. Right. I was like, whoa, who's that guy? But that hat, I you know. walked in earlier without the hat, and I'm, I was like, who the, See, people get mad at me. Yeah, people get mad about the hat because they're like, I can't believe you're wearing it indoors. And I'm like, it's a character. It's a thing I do. It's a shtick. It's, 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 it brings what attention. You know, like, who's this, you know, hick in a truck talking, and he kind of knows something, you know? That's Not really. Not a lot. Not a lot. Not a lot. But boy, I make it sound good, Glenn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I apologize. I do think it's it is very telling that there is no host yet. Yeah. It's almost as if nobody wants to step up to the plate because they know that Who maybe they'll be to? examined. Their the, entire life will be examined. Who would honestly? Who would put themselves in that lion's den? It would take someone like Tom Hanks, maybe. Even Tom Hanks is not going to be safe. He might be safe from the elite, but you know there's somebody out there that's like, oh, I, I got stuff I got on Tom. Stuff on t- Tom Hanks. I mean, yeah. how much money are we talking here? I know. I gotta. Th- I gotta believe if they. If they really. I think at this point they just don't want to look like they're looking for somebody last second, right? But I mean, I, I think they should. What are do, they gonna do? I think they should do dual hosts: uh, Louis C.K. and Aziz Ansari. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way you go with it. Just, I mean, they've all been excused right. for what they I did because because <laughs> all the girls were like, "Oh, we knew that about them." Oh yeah, they could pass. Oh, yeah, they're I mean, we, knew, we knew they did those I, things. I think that one of the funniest guys on stage about political correctness is Ricky Gervais. Uh, Gervais. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And, and I think he is. Yeah. He is funny. He, he would just he light, light them up. Before, didn't he? Yeah. Did, didn't he do the Oscars? I don't know if it was the Oscars. I can't no, remember. he did. He did one of them. His new uh, special Globes, is maybe. out. Yeah, Golden Globes. Golden Globes. And. He has a special out, and he, he talks about it, and it is hysterical the way he's like, I'm not apologizing for what I said. And it's, it's good stuff. That's great. Uh, all right, so yesterday's poll, should President Trump utilize national emergency law to build a border? Of course, we know now that he didn't come out and propose that, but 69% However, did, of you said yes. Did you hear what Eric mm. Bowling said? Eric Bowling was on my show this morning, and you know he's a big Trump guy, good friends with Donald Trump. And he said, uh, he's, we, the first question I asked was, is this true that he met with the, with the reporters and said, I don't want to do this? And he said, yeah. Um, he said, he wants to do the national emergency. And he said, I think he's going to do it. But what blew me away was Eric Bowling said, and I don't think he should. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, really fascinating. It definitely seems like there's pushback. I mean, I, that poll, I'm 69% for a pro-Trump question isn't exactly high when, right. you, when you're doing an online poll. Yeah. Uh, that's, there's some skepticism there, I think, from a lot of people who are just like, hey, look, I mean, I want this wall, but you've got to do it the right way. Right. Yeah, 22% said no, 9% were unsure. Uh, today's poll question, what do you think of Trump's speech from last night? Were you happy with it? Were you pleased that he didn't uh, utilize national emergency law? Did you want to see more from him? We've got a couple different options for you over at The Blaze's Twitter. That is at The Blaze. Let us know what you think. Chad, thank you so much for being on again. Thank you always for having me. Do you, will you come back? I'd love we to. We haven't scared you away yet? Not yet. Okay, wonderful. All right, well, we'll look forward to it. And thanks for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, Brian. Thank you, man. That was awesome. Thank you, man. Congratulations. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.